0: this room real quick Come on, bud. let's move it there you go good jar all right back and ready to roll all
1: right uh we're recording so give it a three second pause and then go
0: cool Welcome to Blight Bringers, a Ravens of War and Dragons host-focused podcast. I'm Nate, joined this week by Ryan. Hey Ryan, it's been a while. It's good to hear from you. Oh, hey, I
1: didn't see you there. I just came in. Excuse me while I put down my coffee. It's good to be back. It's good to be here. Oh, goodness. All
0: right. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So it has been a minute since we've recorded, uh, and a lot of of things have happened. For sure. The world is somehow
1: a scarier place and smaller, but also larger and incomprehensible. (laughs) Everything is terrible, but it's also amazing at the same time. Life is but a paradox.
0: Yeah, the joys of existence.
1: (laughs) The joy of painting. I've been getting really into that. Bob Ross is fucking great.
0: Oh, I've just been enjoying painting miniatures. But, you know, yeah,
1: paint miniatures while listening to Bob Ross. It's like ASMR while accomplishing something. It's great. It's wonderful.
0: Yo, dog. I heard you like painting so you can watch painting while you're painting. Exactly.
1: Also, the man's afro was just fantastic.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Just saying. This is not important to anything else that's going to happen, but like, I I felt like I needed to get it out.
0: True enough. Um, Yeah. So... Mark 4 is here. It's been a minute. Uh, I think today what we'd like to go over is some talk about that, as well as, like, where we both are and kind of what we've both been up to, as well as a little rundown of our, uh, you know, our two uh, themes that are not themes. Our two armies, I believe, is the preferred nomenclature now.
1: It sure is, and you always use the correct pronouns.
0: <laughs> Indeed. Um, all right. So, kicking it off, I think to do a a quick rundown just of like what is in the themes. We're not going to go into individual like de- detail of each entry, but we do. Uh, I do want to have a like quick statement about what you'll find. Basically, what what old models made it into these, and like what is the kind of vibe or like purpose of the theme I think is probably like a good place to start would you agree Ryan? Yeah we're going to vibe
1: check these armies and see what Ooh. happens Uh it might be good it might get a little saucy Uh we are going to attempt to be as unnegative po- as possible Uh to be fair and for full transparency uh like a month ago, two months ago we recorded a, a breakdown of Dragon's Host and it upon editing and literally listening to it, it was a little too saucy. It was a little too spicy. Uh, it was a little too mean. So it's not going to get released. So we're going to try and do that better. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. I'm interested.
0: I think that take was also a little inaccurate because we didn't have as much context around the other stuff that's been released since then or like what it it was hot. It's hard to evaluate some of the pieces that first came out in Dragon's Host without knowing what was coming in Ravens of War, and we'll we'll touch on that a little bit. Um, so, Dragon's Host is like your war beasts and ogres, and uh, what else is in there? Grotesques type theme, right?
1: It's the grotesques. It's the ogres. It's all the land. Excuse me, land sharks. Um, the Hellmouth made it in there. Uh, and then the Rot Wings and some of the weirder solos. Um, like Forsaken's made it in there, Grotesque yeah. Assassins. Uh, Amok's still a boss. He got his big rock, he's happy.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, but as a whole, the army definitely feels like it gives the vibe of more of a heavy-hitting, heavier-armored, uh, less we are going to play tricksy games with you and more of... Here's a brick wall. We're just gonna go punch it and see what happens. That that yeah. sound about right to you.
0: Yeah, I'd say there's like a couple exceptions. There are still some some nice spicy tricks in there. Um, Callus to being included, I think originally I kind of wanted him. I wanted him to be a certain way, and felt like uh, they you know, the way that he was changed. He's much more battle group focused now and less able to buff infantry kind of in any meaningful way. Um, And I originally was a little upset by that, but after playing him a bunch, uh, he enables you to do some really cool things like shooting Sylvester to death with Ravagors and Like, killing all your opponent's rocket men without ever rolling to hit. Like, there are things that he does that is actually pretty cool. Um, And he is full of tricks. Overrunning, uh, overrun, slipstream, the breakthrough card. Like, there is all sorts of chicanery you can get into with him, which is pretty dope. Um, Additionally, I think some of the trickier stuff that does exist in there is, like, uh, the combination of Amok, our favorite rock boy, and the Arcane Forces card. Because, like, I don't know. there's some spells that they didn't give a long range to for very good reason. Because they would be a little insane with a long range. I'm thinking in particular spells like Scourge and Gallows, right? Oh, for sure. I, yeah, I wish I had seven inches to the range of those spells. <laughs> like, before a slipstream. It's, it's, you can, it's spicy. You can knock people down from, like, a million inches away with Thagrash or Gallows Heavies from, like, 17 away with Animag. It's pretty great, actually.
1: What if you just really wanted to reach out and touch somebody while also staying completely safe while doing it? Boy, have I got a combination for you!
0: Yeah, indeed. Um... So some general tenets, I think, of the stuff there, uh, these are the heavier armor pieces, for sure, like Chosen, Ogryn, all that kind of stuff. Uh, there are some nice changes. Uh, pretty much every caster in here, Animag and Thagrash, with the exception of Kallus, Callus a little bit has it, has some kind of an armor buff or some kind of protective thing that they can offer the army uh, in terms of, like, resilience to guns, so... Uh, Thagrash has, like, quite a lot of... There's actually quite a lot of fun on his card with, like, Dragon's Blood, Deceleration, and Aggravator. Um, so your opponent, like, has to be very careful with the order in which they shoot things. The Some, some things that they shoot might be plus two or plus four armor. Um, and with most people, I think, subbing out, like, Blessed or... Those sorts of things for the Blessing of the Gods card. Uh, you do find that in like protracted gunfights, uh, your stuff is actually pretty durable, which is cool. Um, Animag still has uh, Bond of Gristle and Bone, which is pretty great on like, a unit of Chosen, and hilarious on a Hellmouth if you lock people up with it and they just can't charge. Um, and Callus uh, has... What does he have? Abby's old spell, right? Fortify. The plus two arm and uh, no knockdown and no uh, push, pull, slamming, anything like that.
1: Yeah, Abby two. Yeah. Okay, I was like, wait, when did Abby mm-hmm. one have that? I forgot. Abby no, it existed.
0: Yeah. Um, otherwise, you have like some decent hit and damage buffs across the army, uh, the exception being Callus because he's got all the movement tricks. Um, and I think, yeah, this army probably wants the. I. I think of this army as like wanting command cards that like help their heavy pieces hit better or more reliably or hit harder. So I'm thinking like uh, you like the Arcane Forces card for the reason that we mentioned. Uh, you're gonna want the like power swell card because it's just great. All of those casters really like to be up in the mix. Um, hit and Run tends to be a really good one to think about taking with the Seraph. And then uh, with with the Flying Heavies, Breakthrough is like pretty much mandatory. And I think Blessing of the Gods is is pretty excellent as well.
1: Um, for sure. Like, um, I, I think the uh, thing for this army, to you want to... I think you're right, you focus on the heavy pieces. Um, and I think you're correct in that you want to focus on the command cards that give those heavy pieces room to do work because uh the casters kind of don't and there isn't much support for getting work done beyond your caster so like yeah Thagrash has manifest destiny for hit and damage but that's kind of it like you don't yeah. have multiple stacking buffs you can throw on um animag still has fury strengths you can throw out multiple times and the feat for units which is great but like lacking the Blightbringer, bringer you're it's going to be lower numbers than you're used to. So if you're used to playing, yeah, you know, the old primal terrors with animag and you're just like, Oh, I'm Matt fucking 17 and pow 27 all the time because fuck you. That's why, uh, that's kind of less of a thing. And because of how much smaller unit sizes are, uh, you don't feel like you're getting as much benefit out of like the unit buffs, especially for like the three man units of ogres. Um, so it's really, you're wanting to get sh- the most mileage out of your buffs that you can, and the best way to do that is often in combination with one of the command cards or, you know, really piling dudes on to make sure a thing dies, and then having enough armor either with, uh, like, Animag Spell, or Calluses and Spell now that used to be Abby's, or Thagrosh stacking defensive buffs, that you can take that hit and then keep playing the game out. This is definitely yeah. not the kind of like strike first, hit hard, and then cripple somebody that a lot of people are used to with Legion. It is definitely more of a we're going to play a protracted game of trading and it's not going to be the ter- stereotypical I give you a heavy, you give me a heavy, then six units charge and you don't have an answer. It's feels a lot more of like I give you a unit and I take two thirds of a heavy and then that heavy has to answer that unit. But then a second unit goes and charges and kills that while also killing two thirds of another heavy. It's, it's definitely a different kind of trading and a different kind of gameplay that I think a lot of people are used to.
0: Yeah. Uh, I would also add that that theme has, uh, answers to like tough and grievous wounds in abundance. Um, so that's like a thing to keep in mind. That is something that it does really well with native access to Golab with. Um, the, Entropic. Yeah, with Entropic Aura off him, with Animag's feet, with like access to the city Siv- and the Cibian just being like an absolute rock star with Thagrush.
1: Yeah. Yep. As um, the Assassin's still having Grievous and Golab is yep. still the best word.
0: Yeah, he really still is. Um, yeah, there's. There is a lot that that theme can do, uh, but I think that theme is not. If you like the kind of tricksier side of Legion, you can have some tricks in there, but that is not like far and away not the. Uh, that is the more consistent. I think like just provide consistent buffs and do consistent work theme. Uh, I will also add in in my games of Anna Mag. I think there is a big difference between her output from like what your what I was used to. Um, so I was actually going to comment that I think with her you want to look the unit loadout you want is actually a little different because she has those buffs that are good on units. You want to actually look at units that have like multiple initials to take adva- like most advantage of those things and of her feet. So things like war spears, chosen, like stuff that you know you wouldn't think of war spears as being like a good choice, right? But with uh they're like with dual attack with the guns with gorag's debuff and with dark shroud from the feet like and fury strength they can get like a ridiculous amount of work done
1: for sure um yeah any other thoughts on dragon's host uh
0: no i think that about rounds it out um yeah, I I like Dragon Soast. I think it's it's like a set of models that I really liked playing, and they have Thagrush too, who's like my top three legion casters of all time. So, you know, how can how can one be upset? Uh, um, I mean,
1: there's a lot of easy ways to answer that question, but
0: yeah, that that much. Is true. <laughs> um, moving on then uh, to Ravens of War, which really is the children. It's the children of the dragon theme, essentially uh hey ryan do you like Nis? Oh do you boy. like nephilim and flying beasts then boy oh boy do i have a theme for you yeah,
1: <laughs> this is this is definitely the more tricksy side of legion uh this is definitely more of what i'm used to from coming from mark II, where it's like hey do you want to do bullshit that kind of breaks the game and makes people really upset when you do it here you go and uh yeah. that just that breaks my uh cold dead heart and makes it very happy
0: yeah. Um so three casters there, Krissa, Lilith one and Veil vale One, uh, made it over. So like big changes there, I think really important stuff is um rather than having spells or abilities like like uh deceleration or fortify or you know, that sort of stuff to keep you resilient against guns. All three of these warlocks have some other way to do that that is not reliant on, well, it's sort of reliant on spells or, like, field marshals. So, Krissa has uh, defense formation, so uh, models in her battle group, when they're base-to-base, they can't get knocked down, and they gain plus-two armor, which is pretty cool. Um, That includes her, and so I'm, you know... You can do fun things like take four nerfs and four harriers with her for like very few points, fifty-two, I think. Yep. And uh, you have, uh, you know, four heavies that can hit at pow eighteen on her feet. Uh, that'll be def fourteen, arm eighteen on the approach, and they will each have a uh, armor fifteen shield guard buddy that you can park right behind them. That doesn't that cannot fall over uh, unless you pull them apart, which is pretty cool. Um Lilith 1 is now Fury 6. Hallelujah. She's also Rat 8, oh, really good. Time. Um and she gained Fog of War as well as Field Marshal Prowl, which uh and Native Repo 3. So she is a re- she's like a really cool OctoPlay now.
1: Yeah, she, she gives was- me a lot of uh again Mark 2 Lilith 2 vibes just without the i double tap you and snipe everything from 27 inches away. Uh but like if you liked Lilith 2 in mark 2 you're gonna like Lilith one because she has an actual damage buff that matters because parasite as well as fog of war just getting to everything uh, yeah like, oh I just made my entire battle group stealth while also making Raptors def 16 or swordsmen uh, yeah. like def 18 on the approach like oh
0: yeah we A- 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 are still gonna yep. do
1: work but like straight shots aren't like oh no yeah
0: yeah a- well, I think like AOE's will do work, right? But they'll only kill like one model at a time, yep. instead of picking up just like, a handful of guys from the unit.
1: Yeah. Like I said, they'll still um, d- they'll still do some work, but like if somebody goes, oh, I'm gonna drop four AOE's and all of them missed, oh, you lost four guys instead of what it used to be. You might lose zero, you might lose twelve. It's toss up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now I feel like if they shot four AOE's at swordsmen and hit, you're like, I don't have a unit of swordsmen anymore.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, after the the second AOE, those swordsmen are all dead.
0: Yep. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Lilith, I think Lilith offers some really cool uh, abilities because she does not, now she can support a battle group in ways beyond just making them shoot better, right? Um, And then uh, Vale 1, my girl, uh, my all-time fave, is back. And boy, oh boy, she looks better than ever.
1: She picked up a couple. Uh, there things. is
0: some weirdness, yeah. And she, yeah. Go ahead, Ryan. I
1: was gonna say she picked up uh, what two of veil two spells, uh, like while also keeping uh, uh, uh the auto hitting arc node, while also keeping dark sentinel and just field marshal shield guard because why not?
0: Why not? Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: like that's super great for her because she always kind of felt like she needed a shield guard, but you never really wanted to like pay the points for protector but now like you kind of accidentally leave asriel or a Nerf near her and are just like yeah this will work this is this is good enough uh as well yeah. as cat and mouse going back to working on her all her battle group and solos like she can ah, get up there
0: chef's kiss
1: like so like the 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 amount of times already that i have looked at it and been like you know what would be really funny if Vel walked forward, put up insight, repo- feeded, then repoed another three inches forward, killed everything with insight, and then backed up six inches.
0: This is fine. Just, yeah.
1: Like, oh, she yeah. gets into I've some been... goofy spots now.
0: Yeah, I've been really enjoying the idea that, like, with command cards, you kind of get to have her feet, like, two to three times. Because... You get her feet where she gets to like move back at the end of the turn. You can like move her up uh, to really oh oh, and something that isn't, I think, not immediately a thing that people are thinking about, but it is actually like pants on head bonkers with her. Um, so you, you want to take Azrael, because he's probably the best heavy in this theme. Um yeah, Azrael true. has a snipe animus, right? And There are no back arcs of models anymore. So, like, her, Oraculous, like, being able to just shoot one of your opponent's models from 12 inches away, and then arc, you can arc through it, and you can see your opponent's entire army. Yup. Yeah. There's just, like, she is um, wildly good at like, sniping out solos and stuff like that, Uh, especially if you you couple that with the uh, hit-and-run command card. She gets, like, a little, a second, like, kind of little baby feet turn where you get to extend pretty far with her. And then I'm usually also taking, like, uh, infiltration or take cover, where, like, if I have to send my beasts out to, like, do stuff, and then I can only feed back, like, one or two, and I'll send one into jam, then, like, she can have stealth or, like, have cover so because she doesn't have as many shield guards. Um, um she definitely needs I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I, I was gonna say and her spell list now is uh is it an icy themed spell? She's got it. Um so some key improvements and changes there. Um she got frostbite, which is just the eight inch uh spray eight PAW twelve, which um do, do you want to play. Allows va- her at magic heat?
1: Yeah. Do, do you want to play like a Veil 2 that can actually hit things? Because. Uh, yeah. Like, th- there's turns where you're going to be like, huh, I can move here and feet and then hit something with a. Ra- and power swell and hit something with miraculous and and uh, still have eight fury to just throw four POW 12 sprays at somebody. And there's nothing you can do about it. Like, get fucked. That's how that works.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Um. Icy grip is also pretty ridiculous, right? Because she already with with uh, tether for the artist formerly known as Leash. Um. She already has, I think, like just. One... I can't think other than uh, Sabreth's like ridiculous like nineteen-inch Pac-Man heavy with Perdition, like Vale's fifteen-inch Angel with Tether. Already outthreatens like a lot of things in the game, and even if you don't get that, you have icy grip, which now knocks uh, the target that you hit. uh, It knocks the speed down by two, so it's like,
1: yep, it's it's like,
0: yeah. If your opponent doesn't have a way to like reliably reach out and touch you, you can just like zot their four heavies and just be like, okay, like you used to outthreat me, but you don't now. Yeah, and
1: and icy grip is a power twelve now. So like it actually yeah, it, does damage it,
0: it, too. Yeah. Um Yeah, I have no no complaints about her. She's pretty fantastic now. 100%. Um Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Um and I think one of the things uh so so we'd be remiss to talk uh to be talking about this theme without talking about two other parts of it. In particular, one I think is the sorceress and Hellion, which is like a huge huge model for this theme um so aerial coordination the free free charges for flying beasts uh the range of that went from eight inches to 10 inches um wind ravager the like no shooting bubble range did go down unfortunately to six inches uh but in exchange the uh sorceress picked up dark shroud which I don't know why they gave that to us, but I am not here to complain about it. Yeah, I've wanted really um,
1: caster independent damage buffs forever, and I finally got one. And like, yeah, it's on a yep. five point model, but like, that's fine. I'll make it work.
0: But it it's a five point model that does like two other good things. Yep, that's and it's still, yeah, like, and that's it's, the other part of it. Yeah,
1: it, it still has its spray. So like, if you need it to just go in and spray a thing, you totally can do that. On top of just being a flying idiot, that's a cav with unstoppable.
0: Like Mm -hmm. this thing can
1: get places.
0: Yeah, it has two initials now too, which is pretty fun. Um, It picked up a bite in addition to a little pokey spear. Um, Yeah, so the sorceress is amazing, Um, and because of that model, I think there's like a war beast in particular that I was pretty down on before uh, that kind of went from zero to hero. Is it the soldier? No, it's the Angelius. Um Yeah, I I have found, at least in the games where I've played it, right, if you apply a sorceress and then you can apply an Angelius with Veil One under Insight. So you have Insight and Dark Shroud. Your Angelius is coming in there. Uh it is like matte. If you get Chiller in there for for the lulls it's like matte ten. Uh, It has a POW 11 armor piercing initial, a free charge, and then a random like rat 9 POW 16 with pistol, and another like range 1 POW 16. So this beast is like actually doing a ton of work, and then you can buy like four extra uh, mat 10 POW 11 armor pierces. So... Like, all of a sudden, this beast that, like, kind of couldn't kill anything, you're, like, hitting a... K- like, this thing in one round, like, a Kator heavy with a shield. Like, no problem yep. with all of that.
1: And if it doesn't, then you still have feet to just back away yeah, and exactly. do it again next yeah, turn. Like,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, and it's like, oh, are you... Uh, it, are things not going well? Uh, that's fine. You can, you know, repulse... uh Feet move back, and then if you like in conjunction with that and also uh, icy grip, like it's just, it's just hilarious. You can just like, oh, did you do you threat 11 or more? Because if you don't, you just are gonna get slammed into again for like the second time. Yep, um, yeah, so just just ridiculous. Um, um
1: the, the other big winner that I would like to uh, mention here, uh, was first of all, the soldier. I, I want to yeah. bring that oh up my gosh. because. The Soldier basically stayed the same, okay? Right? Its stats stayed the same. No. Still, it's still a 13-16. Um, it still kept Precision mm-hmm. Strike. It still has the weird animus that you're like, I don't know when I would cast Overtake with a Fury 3 Beast. But its friggin' sword just went up to POW 15 base. And it's like... Yes. It did that, and then I think it dropped a point? Didn't it used to be 9? Yes. Or was it always... Uh nine?
0: No, no, I think it was seven and it went up to eight. Did but it? Okay. it actually like Yeah, but like it flies so it gets the free charge. Like it it actually does a good deal of lifting. Um Like you put this for Yeah. You put... For eight points. This yeah. feels like a light that's actually worth taking. Right?
1: Yeah. Like you put it in Val and be like, Oh, it's randomly mat nine POW seventeen, what? Or you yeah. know, with uh, Lilith or Krissa, and they both can get make it a POW 18, like, that's just just with the caster. If you can get any other buff in there from the Black Frost Shard or from a Sorceress, like, this thing can go up and just carve out the parts of a heavy you don't want to be there anymore. Like, you have an angel go in and take one heavy and then go, oh, this one could get to me? Cool. Soldier goes in and just takes out its movement. And like, yeah, okay, you might lose a soldier, but you lost a soldier to cripple two heavies, like, and then got out scot free to do it again. Like that, that's great. Um,
0: Yeah. The other one I I want to mention before I forget, command card uh, also makes the soldier really incredible because it's like a way that you you're like, I'm going to cripple a system, and I'm going to guarantee like that you don't have it next turn
1: yep uh the other big yeah. winners i i want to mention uh real quickly uh the bloodseer is just an arc node now uh which is great um no he's an arc node with telemetry yeah like that's just it's great <laughs> um it it would be so much better if they're like i love this thing and i feel like it should have been like this all the time but then I look at, like, the thing, or the the things that you take it with, and it's like, well, Val can make her own arc nodes. Like, having telemetry is nice, and having to not shoot a thing is nice, but she doesn't really need it. Lilith could use it, but most of the time she wants to be putting Parasite on something with more armor that she can just probably shoot anyway. So she doesn't really need it. And Krissa doesn't really have an offensive spell she wants to be casting through it. Like, Howling Flames is great, but again, she doesn't need it necessarily, so, like... I, I wish there was just a, a better reason to take it. Like, it's cool, and I love it, but it feels like nobody actually really needs it, and it's more of like a, if you have the points left over and you want it, it'll work, but you don't need it. Yeah. And that's sad. Um. um more importantly, though, uh, I, I, Asriel is the other big winner here, and I want to bring cool. him up. Because he picked up Fire Strike, so he has a useful Animus, and they finally, finally gave him a second initial. He finally got to use his big stupid claw, and he gets to punch things now, and I have been waiting for this. It took forever, and I am so glad it's finally here. He feels like a real heavy.
0: Yeah, he is a little fury-strapped. I think that is, like, one thing I will say, that he doesn't, like, you can shoot... You need to far strike for one, then he has force reload for another one. So you're kind of left with, like, am I boosting hit? Am I boosting damage? Like, what What am I doing here? Um, but he is certainly, I think, in terms of, like, a gun heavy, he feels real good. Like, he just dunks on things at very high pow. Um, and there's one, Ryan, I don't know if you read this, but there's, there's like, two. So the shard made it in they're still great um they i think kept yeah they all kept battle wizard which is really cool they don't have combat caster anymore but they're pretty dope um and just with like new movement rules and shenanigans it's a lot easier to keep uh what's his name kiss boy you can can get him exactly
1: where you need him
0: yeah a lot easier to keep him safe and you can get him into some rather hilarious places uh, and furthermore, the Blighted Mist Raptors now have a range 2 Miss Claymore. So, right out of the box, we have a unit that threatens 14 inches in melee and is a Weapon Master unit. Yep.
1: So, the, the guy that charges threatens 14, the ones that get placed after him threaten 16. Uh, no. Yeah.
0: No, they threaten. Uh,
1: or, yeah, oh, it would sorry, be plus no, the base it's size. 18.
0: Yeah, yeah it's well, a base I was say, plus the
1: base so, size, two. yeah.
0: And they have native repo 5. So, like, turn 1, you can walk them forward, and then you can just, like, every guy in the unit, like, goes a different direction, and they just threaten, like, they cover a huge amount of the table. And it, it's, like, oppressive. They feel it's, they're, like, an insanely fast unit. They might be one of the fastest units in the game that we've seen thus far for sure speed yeah for,
1: for sure um also worth noting because everything has dual attack now there is a world in which uh raptors can charge kill a thing and then just shoot something else
0: something like even further beyond it yeah, yeah.
1: so like oh di- did you leave your caster in range here cool uh, 24
0: lilith, inches beyond it yeah. yeah
1: like lilith is gonna parasite it and then these raptors are just gonna charge these idiots nearby and hey look i killed them hey look i'm gonna put three pow 13 poison shots into your caster um, this yeah. is especially true with Anissa who has gunfighter so like she can just charge a yep. thing and be like oh I take my claymore attack here and I'm gonna put two shots into whatever the hell I want because I can do that
0: yeah she's she's incredible. incredible um yeah so this this definitely feels like the army that has the like trickier units in it for sure um definitely not the,
1: it, definitely not the survivable units though like yeah, um, oh
0: my god. No. Yeah, like, everything in this army, like, dies to a POW-10 blast damage. Yeah,
1: if it gets hit, it's gonna hurt. Uh, yeah. You have the tools to help mitigate that, and that's more of... Either you can just stay away from things, In like, with Asriel and the Bolt Thrower just both having Fire Strike and being able to stay away. Uh, you have, you know, Val with her movement shenanigans and dropping speed. You've got Krissa being able to have the a little bit of extra armor... Uh, while also still having Cloak of Ash and Hallowed Avenger, so it's like she picked that up, and it was just kind of like a oh, if a thing dies near a beast, like it's going to get vengeance now, and that doesn't sound like much until yeah. the thing that's Vengeancing is an Angelius, and you're going hmm, I don't know if I like this.
0: Yeah, it's it is unfortunately it is a poor substitute for Energizer, but it, it is, alas, but it's something you can't, um, and then Lilith's, you can't have everything. Yeah, yeah,
1: and then Lilith still has effectively stealth everything uh for her battle group and as well as concealment for everything else and she kept pursuit so yeah again like yeah, oh you're, really- you're gonna get a heavy onto my caster no you're not oh you're gonna get this yeah. thing onto my really- raptors? no you're not
0: like stomps going up 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 for pursuit right it was a kind of a bad spell before because you're like oh i, I did move my heavy away but it has to take a free strike not anymore yeah
1: it was very yeah. hit or miss before and now it's just like Oh no! You got to this. I don't care.
0: Yeah, it's it's a lot, a lot like uh, free admonition almost. Yep. Um. As as is dark sentinel. So yeah, I think this theme, this theme or army. Good, correction myself. Army uh, feels really good. Feels like full of of tricks, and there's a lot of models here that are like useful. And I actually feel like they did. There was one other change that I thought was really good. Um, and that was the, um, the swordsmen and legionnaires really, like, diverged in the kind of unit that they are. Um, so the legionnaires just got, like, flat-out shield wall and kept vengeance, so they just go to arm, like, 17 when they're base-to-base with each other, but then Feralor gives the unit tough, um... And
1: rise, which...
0: Yeah, uh... Rises from the standard, but yeah, but it's, like, pretty cool, right? Because you're, like, here's, you know, for, like, nine points, here's a bunch of guys that uh, they're, like, native POW 12. They don't, like, threaten particularly far because they're only speed 5, but they just are, like, a bunch of, you know, you take them with Lilith 1, which is where I've tested them, they're just, like, a bunch of 14, 17 guys that you put in the back of a zone, and if your opponent tries to kill them or clear them, you can, like... Spend the points to take Incubi to pop out of them or like just rely on their vengeance move and then they have inspiration from the uh, standard so they're like now they're just map seven on their own all the time. Um, Yeah, and they just come in and they like mess things up right because they they hit decently and then the swordsman uh, champion instead of just having defensive strike he grants it to the whole unit um which is pretty cool because it makes them kind of a nightmare to engage with right because you like charge your unit in uh you know your one guy that can get there gets there and then like the swordsman that he lands in front of just like chops his head off and is is like okay next and then like you know i think another guy gets there and then the other guy's place and then like the swordsman they jump into just kill them like it's yeah it's real silly
1: swordsmen are just like thank you next
0: yeah, yeah, thank you, next. Yep. Um, yeah, and so a lot of, yeah, a lot of units really feel good. They feel, like, well-differentiated, and, um yeah, I think cost-wise, they're pretty appropriately done. Um Ice yeah. switches I think, might be one of the only units in the game that had Puppet Master and actually kept it.
1: Uh, they kept it. Cool. Yes, they kept Puppet Master isola lost it for the like offensive puppet master which was sad
0: yeah but but she has a cloud like a random cloud that she can cast which is really cool i think really cool
1: yeah i'm not a huge fan honestly but it's that's just me i liked old isola
0: yeah i I mean she was cool but yeah um oh and spell martyrs you can channel through them and then they don't explode anymore which is pretty rad (laughs) One point arc nodes that are somebody actually silly. has to do something about. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think Dragons, uh, or sorry, not Dragons Host, Ravens of War, yeah, feels good. It feels tricksy. It feels like you're really able to make a good list pair out of these three casters. Whereas I, I felt like with Dragons Host, it was kind of, you know, Thagrosh and X, right? It's either Thagrosh and or in in my opinion, I think the better pair, uh, pair there was Thagrosh Callus um here it feels like like pick any two of the three and you have like a solid pair right do you want to like go you know bang and melee with like krissa then you know pair with lilith if you want to play like veil uh where you have like you know veil and krissa present like two similar threats right like uh hard-hitting melee lists that kind of like you know want to have that really explosive turn but then like one of them has, like, Field Marshal Shield Guard, <clears throat> and the other one just makes, like, every battle group model, like, way more durable. Um, yeah. And Asriel, Asriel with Krissa is, like, kind of pans on head bonkers, because his bond changed to Repo 3. So he's just, like, he's shooting you from 13 inches away, he's, like, heating things back, and then he's just, like, piecing out and going back behind a forest, or, like, just scooting back out at the right range. Like, six, like 16 inches is a long way to deal like that's a really effectively long gun that he has
1: yeah he doesn't need any of this nonsense yeah
0: um yeah so really 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 cool stuff um i think command card wise this theme right we talk about things that like the other theme does really well uh being like grievous wounds right and like for sure yeah surviving shooting Uh, Here, I think you want, like, the command cards that'll help you. Uh, You don't really have any of those, like, crazy from downtown spells, so I think you probably leave, like, Arcane Forces at home. I think you need, like, Savagery is a must-have in in this army, because you have no access to Grievous Wounds anywhere, on, like, any models, (laughs) or any of the three casters. Or anything like that. So it feels like you hit like one tough unit and your whole day is ruined. Um so I think savagery, uh, you probably want infiltration or take cover. Um swordsmen with take cover are like downright hilarious. Um and then I think like breakthrough, blessing of the gods, uh, and careful reconnaissance is a huge deal for this theme because it solves so many of the problems that like those NIS infantry have, right? Like, legionnaires and swordsmen not having Pathfinder. uh, Just being able to, like, turn on Pathfinder for the entire unit on the turn you need it uh, is, like, a really big deal.
1: For sure. Um, I think for this, yeah, I I think you're right. Command cards for this army, you want to be looking at the things that are actually going to help you to get there and then do... Uh, not so much do work once you get there, but survive to do it again yeah. the next turn. Uh, nope. you're looking at things like stealth, you're looking at things like cover, you're looking at things like repo, you're looking at the things that give you multiple turns to do stuff. Um, Blessed also feels like an important one because, like, yeah, okay, you have a 4, 6, 7 point damage swing, now put that with also ignoring, you know, the stacked buffs somebody else has, and even if it's yeah. just for a turn, that
0: can be devastating yeah i've been playing uh grimkin a bunch since the mark 4 changeover back uh in the beginning in the beta and like the cage rager is a really cool heavy but wraithbane with like I-, I would be playing like the heretic and play against orgoth and like her would feet and he would shove one of his tyrants with like a shield in my face and so i would pop the you know the extra damage uh, Arcana, I'd like get three corpses onto the skin and bones I'd enrage it with Kariana and then I would cast like Wraithbane on it and so you know for like the lulls he rolls in at like POW 24 and, and is blessed so it's just like yeah I'm like dice plus one just like ripping through this heavy like it doesn't matter if you have an armor buff on it or anything You like oh I don't care about inviolable resolve like let's go
1: Doing yeah. it just because, just for the lulls. No other reason. Yeah.
0: So I think, yeah, that that is all to say, I think, blessing of the gods here, like, like getting, like, a POW-24 Asriel is pretty dope, but, like, a POW-24 Asriel that, like, ignores armor buffs, even better.
1: You know what's really cool? All of the above.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I, I think, honestly, I think looking at these two armies, they do... Uh, different stuff they like kind of complement what each other do very well like the Ravens is like your you know really good like scalping kind of like hammer type list uh, and then like Dragon's Host uh, feels like a little less precision but like you know just feel Dragon's Host feels a little bit like having like a club and being like a bit more of an angle yeah. Yeah. It is a shame out. that you that you cannot pair them together, though. That is like a total bummer. Um, Rip but you know, it. that's what I'm. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, so we talked about them a little bit. Uh, you know, SMART Four so far. Um, it hasn't been out for super long. I think we're still under a year. Yeah
0: we're yeah, way under interior. I was going to say I think no, the,
1: I'm thinking of yeah,
0: the release date was like in, in January I feel like sometime I think the official
1: right? release was January I thought beta started before yeah. that.
0: yeah beta beta kind of started um like November right October November yeah like November yeah well it, it started I I feel like a lot of the stuff was available before then but I was not um focusing on it because I was like prepping for warfare weekend and, yeah, that checks out. Yeah.
1: Um, so I mean, um, what do we think so far? Or I guess instead of what do we think, as if I'm asking myself, what do you think so far? Um, and then how do you think you deal with the game as it currently stands? You know, it's three months into the year, uh three different army well, three different factions have their second armies. You're looking at, you know, everybody else should have a second one by the end of the year. Uh we kinda lucked out, but there's gonna be some factions that are going... Unfortunately, somebody's got to be last, which means somebody is going to be waiting seven, eight, nine months to get a second army. Um, And how do you deal with, you know, being stuck in this perpetual loop of, I guess I only own, you know, one faction and I need to play that for the next year when it's three casters and options have gotten trimmed down. Um, You know, how, how do you think... How do you think the best way to deal with that is, and how do you think the best way to deal with, like, the game as it currently stands is? Uh, especially, like, I was for the Legacy factions. For the newer factions, I think it's okay. Uh, because, like, yeah. New cater is coming, and they're getting all, a bunch of cool stuff. Orgoth is still getting a bunch of cool stuff. Signar is getting a bunch of cool stuff. Dusk is getting all of their stuff. May, I think it is now? It got pushed to May and June. But, like, that means by the halfway point of the year, they're going to have a full faction to play with. Um those dredgar
0: cavalry man oh my so god cool. the
1: cat Valery uh,
0: yeah yep
1: <laughs> i i so anybody who's listening doesn't know i bought into dusk uh with the preview boxes i got two of them and i was like yeah i heard there was cat Valery and i'm in because like i love cats and i love cat cavalry and cat Valery sounds cool uh so i'm so in and with The preview they did of what i think and i don't know i'm guessing is like the dragon faction because the the little emblem looks like a dragon head fight me yeah Uh, fighting fighting
0: a dragon head yeah i um, i also i got like very strong like mechanolith vibes from the one on the left so i i my thonk was uh you know pricked up a little bit when i saw that that logo not gonna lie
1: for sure um yeah but I was like tempted to be like, "Okay, maybe I need to slow down and wait for that. And then, like the next day, they were like, "Oh, by the way, here's the actual renders for the catvalry. And I was like, Son of a bitch, take my money. Like I want them. They look so cool. Yeah, I just that looks so dope, and I can't wait to paint them. I think Hamilton's been doing most yeah, for these, and, they, release, and they, they just look gorgeous.
0: Yeah, the new models have looked, like, really incredible. Um, and I will say, I think yeah, I had originally bought into Orgoth a little bit earlier in the year. Um, I actually wound up flipping them because I think after playing a bunch with the faction, I liked it, but I just felt like there was, like, Orgoth is a little bit tricksy um, and is very much about, like, that that kind of, like, stacking buffs. Um, and, and getting all the combos right. Don't you play um, Crucible Guard? No, I actually got, um, I actually sold my Crucible Guard. Did you? Um oh. Yeah, well, well because I got kind of the opportunity to buy into Grimkin, we, not to get too off track, but I, I do think if you have a limited faction, um, playing your limited faction in this early part of Mark 3, or sorry, Mark 4, is probably a good move. Um, I know a lot of those in particular like Crucible Guard, Convergence, Grimkin, uh Infernals, like they were designed to be smaller and to be a little more self-sufficient. So they feel like uh playing a complete faction, you tend to have like 5 to 8 casters as opposed to only 3. So you are given like more possibility in terms of playstyle. Um I've been playing, so so general things. I think for Mark IV, at least what my experience has been thus far. Um, I think thus far wanted, yeah, thus thus far thus far. Um, I think I really wanted the game to be. Uh, I, I will say I will. I'm going to preface this. I'm going to say some some things that are good. I'm going to say some things that I think could be improved upon. Um, Number one, the gameplay. Um, It took me about a dozen games to, like, figure out the new unit movement. But once I did, it sort of felt a little bit like almost like riding a bike, right? Where you, like, when you're learning, if you remember what it's like to, like, learn to ride a bike when you're a kid, you just, like, can't ride a bike and you, like, try to ride a bike, and then, like, if you try enough, eventually, like, one day you just take the training wheels off, and you're like, oh, turns out I can ride a bike. Like, there's just sort of a, like, an aha moment, like an epiphany, where you you just kind of get, your body, like, gets it. And that's what learning the unit movement felt like to me, because all of, like, I had to play about, you know, about those dozen games, and for, like, the first, eight to ten of those dozen games, it was, like, trying to unlearn all of the, like, habits that I had with, like, how I would move units around um, and, like, how I would use units, right? Like, you can't just run your token guy over to contest a flag anymore. That's not how it works. If you're contesting, you're giving up the whole unit. So there was a, a while where it was just, like, I need to break the habits that I have and then once those were gone and I started to understand and grasp the new unit movement I started to see like all of the cool possibilities of things that can happen with it like you know having only one member of a unit have line of sight or like heaven forbid you play a faction that has ghost walk right cast ghost walk on a unit and your guy charges straight through your opponent's warjack lands on the other side of it is still in its melee range and then all you know all four of his buddies like show up at the party and all of a sudden they're like oh hey are you the opposing caster like what up we're here let's let's get down together um we came to party party yes uh So I do think there's, like, gameplay-wise, the game feels, the words I've been using to describe it are, like, it is still... There is still the amount of depth that always existed before. I think positioning is as important as it was previously, but it's a different kind of position. It's a different kind of depth that now exists in the game. And all of the, like stupid fiddliness that like I felt like if you were playing at a a particularly this was one of the things that I feel like really separates the um like really separates the level of player in War Machine was like your attention to detail and things like what way are your arcs facing like do you just put it so your guys are facing forward because like that's what you do but like are you thinking about that with every single activation like are you moving your caster and like turning them just so you can have like line of sight to this thing and you don't have to worry about any of that anymore right because there are no art there is no facing all the stupid fiddliness of like Is this guy in my melee range? Is he not? Is he in my line of sight? Is he not? Like, all of that is gone. And I don't miss it. Like, despite being somebody who had, you know, who was in the habit of paying a particular amount of attention to those things, I don't miss any of them. Because I think for a newer player or somebody who's just getting back in the game, like, it really brings the like if if i think of like the stratification of like player skill right it actually pushes the top echelon down and brings the bottom up quite a lot just a limit just like that one change no more free strikes is huge um and there's still you know i think there are still rules wise a few interactions that haven't yet gotten figured out and that's This is the nature of any rule set. Um, Right now, though, I'd say gameplay-wise, like, when I'm actually playing War Machine, uh, I'm having a blast. I'm having maybe more fun playing War Machine now than I had playing it, like, in the prior year. Even though, like, you know, there was more powerful stuff available to me, now it feels sort of more, like, also with the power levels of everything being kind of compressed towards that median, um, things feel really, really good. Um, on the other side of that... Here we go. Yeah, in terms of release schedule, so some things, like you mentioned, right, playing your legacy faction where you have three casters, like, I, uh, you know... I know not everybody out there is, like, a mutant like me, right? But I played Dragon's Host for, like, a month. And I was like, okay, I'm bored. Like, I kind of found... Because there's, and there's like, a small enough pool of pieces and a small enough pool of casters that I was able to kind of, like, find the most optimal lists and, like, figure out all the cool tricks that I could do and really, like, thought about the command cards and, and that sort of thing. And so, you know, I got a little bored after about a month. Luckily... Um, I had also, prior to the Mark IV edition change, I had the opportunity to buy into Grimkin for very little money, which I did. Uh, so I've been playing a new faction in Mark IV. And I know that this is not a possibility for everyone, but I will say playing a new faction during this like beginning period of Mark IV has actually been great in terms of the way that I feel about the game and like my experience of it. Um, Because I don't have any baggage or any like this unit used to do this or this model used to be this way. Like I have no preconceived notions about the faction that I'm playing other than kind of what they used to do. And like vibes wise, you know, I'm playing Grimkin and, you know, playing Grimkin, playing Legion, playing Orgoth, like dabbling around with a bunch of different things. Right, And Grimkin have the same vibe that they always had. They're, like, tricksy, they're kind of spooky, right? Like, they do the stuff that they used to do, but I don't have any particular attachment to um, the, like, metaphysical uh, properties of the models, right?
1: Right. Um, And on the other side of that, like, you played Dragon's Host for a month and then kind of switched factions and was able to do some other stuff, like... Uh, for my, for me on that, like, I haven't played for, like, four months, uh, truthfully. Uh, like, I played a bit of Dragon's Host when it came out, and then I kind of just dropped off, because I was like, okay, I don't have all the rules, I'm not super a fan of it, like, I kind of figured out the things that I like and don't like, but I got bored and then said, I don't need to, I don't need to do this right now. Like, it's, nothing super big is happening, um, there's nothing that requires me to be doing it, so, like, I've been playing a bunch of like commander with friends and Battletech and a couple other things and then as like the dusk stuff has come out I've been painting it and that to me has been super cathartic uh because you know a new game an entire new system it brings a lot of things to light that maybe you kind of take for granted as well as gives you new things to try when you come back so like I, you know, played uh, online the other day for the first time in a while and I was looking at just the the scenario packet and the steamroller packet and was like, oh, huh, I hadn't thought about this before, but, like, these tricks that I kind of picked up playing Battletech are, like, a thing that I think would translate over. How do I make this work with these units? How do I make this do this? And that new perspective is also super helpful. I think if you have the opportunity to, like, even if you don't buy a new faction, like, play, borrow one of your buddies, assuming you have friends, uh, and play theirs, or just, like, if you need to, like, take a break and step away, take a break and step away. Play something else for a little bit, because, like, what you can gain from that when you decide if and when you're going to come back, like, is not immeasurable, but, like, it is very refreshing and it gives you a whole lot more energy to look at things that you're so used to staring at with brand new eyes. And that has been super helpful for me.
0: Yeah, I I will definitely echo that. I think to be realistic, to think about the release schedule, the game is sort of in an incomplete spot right now. Like that's, you know, not not to be uh, too harsh. I'm not trying to be down on, on PP. They were, you know, there was... They made some decisions. There were also some circumstances, some things largely out of their control, that happened over the last few years, and in particular last year, that kind of forced, forced their hand doing some things. Um, the yeah, the game release-wise is like it's only half out right now. And if that's not a thing that you want to you know participate in, if that kind of turns you off from the idea of playing it, I would say yeah, don't don't play it. Or, yeah, if you have an attachment to your models or to your faction that you played previously, um, yeah, I think doing an army swap is, like, a great idea. That's, a re- that's like, a really good idea. It just lets you learn something new, try something out. It, um, it To me, it feels like you have less... Like, one of the nicest things about playing the majority of the Mark IV that I've played with... Grimkin a faction that I had never played before was that I had no expectations for like my own performance also right I was like I'm brand new with this faction like I don't even know like they they have like all these crazy like I was like I don't even know like how arcana work anymore like I gotta figure this out I gotta like learn all these rules for all these new models and so It was easy for me at that point to go into the act of like actually playing the game and say like I'm probably going to lose this game because I don't know what I'm doing and that to me made the the transition and the situation with the new rules like a lot easier right like playing those 10 games and having to like unlearn all the habits for unit movement was easy because I was also like learning what the heck a dread rot does, and like, <laughs> you know, like all all of that stuff along the way. Um, I I too have been dabbling in some other games as well. Uh, I think there is it has been pretty refreshing. I think there's also stuff that uh, playing other games also helps you to appreciate some of the things that are great about War Machine. Um, If you are not feeling it, if you are just like kind of down on the incomplete nature of things, if you are uh, just like bummed out that your you know faction from Mark III only has like one army now, and you're tired of playing the three casters, like step away for a bit. There's really nothing. Like War Machine isn't going anywhere. It's gonna be here, you know, if and if and when you decide to come back. yeah, and I, but I think going into playing Mark IV with your eyes open and with like a, an understanding of where things are is particularly important, right? Like, you, this is the releases in this game are not done. Um, there's a whole host of models that you have that you're not going to be able to put on the table again if you're playing Prime. Uh, if you're playing Unlimited and you play mercenaries or minions, enjoy yourself. There is, like, a wild world of possibilities. I was just listening to uh, Tried and True a little earlier this week, and they mentioned the idea that you can now play Magnus 2 with gators, and I threw up in my mouth a little bit, because that sounds awful.
1: It's the wild, wild west over there.
0: Yeah. Unlimited does have some pretty cool potential in it, and, yeah, I, I think, like... Play if you want to play if you don't want to play don't play there's still a healthy community playing war table if that's your thing um and there's still you know there's still cons firing the Boker brawl still happening Adepticons still happening there's like qualifiers happening if you're you know like me and you're a mutant and you like to go to you know tournaments and drive all over the place and do that or if you just want to play local game night and you know mess around with your friends like that's fine too
1: yeah for sure uh i think i think to kind of sum it up um play what you like playing do what you like doing just don't be a dick to anybody else um if i could make one kind of complaint about what has happened as far as the release schedule goes so far i don't i don't mind the stuff being pushed back so like Uh, Dusk getting pushed back like a month is fine to me. Um, I'm still super excited to get my hands on the stuff. I'm still super excited to paint it. The thing that is bothering me more than anything, and I don't understand it at all, and I wish I could get an explanation from somebody, is why in God's name is the unlimited stuff not released? Like, you know what's going to be in Prime, which means you know what's going to be in Unlimited. If the stuff is just in Unlimited and it's, you're not worrying about Balance... Why are all of those, even if it's not every unit, even if it's not every beast, why are all of those casters not just ported over, left as they are, and told, look, this isn't the super, we're trying to balance everything to make it super fairer thing, why is all of that not released so that people have a palate cleanser? So if you're going from, oh, I'm playing, you know, Scorn or Trolls, and I'm going to have to wait, you know, six, seven, eight, nine months for my second army... I'm getting really sick of playing Makeda or Borka 2 or whatever faction ends up being last. Screw it. I'm going to go play Gatsby. I'm going to go play uh, Doomshaper 1 or whoever do- is just going to be in the screw-around version. Like, why in the world is all of that not ported over already just with their current rules and said, here you go? Like, that. Yeah. that should have been, like, the first thing... Or maybe not. The, that should have been like top three things of just like, hey, all of the stuff that isn't going to be in Prime, here's the rules for it. We literally just ported them over from Mark Three, and they're all here.
0: Yeah, go we, go wild. We, we yeah. took
1: countercharge off the things that don't have countercharge anymore because it doesn't exist. And uh, we added the icons as appropriate for the yeah. beasts and stuff. Like, Cool, here you go. Yeah. That That is legitimately the one thing that bothers me, and I wish that was there because you'd have so many more people there from me, yeah, right? You just it feels like you'd have so many more people willing to give it a chance and willing to try the new rules and try everything else if they could do it with the things that they like. Because if the thing that you like isn't in your prime army, you're just stuck playing either things you don't like or being told, Well, you don't get to play. For X amount of weeks, months, and you just have to deal with it. Like, if I didn't like Ogres, and they was, hey, you just didn't get to play for three, four, five months, and you have to be okay with that. Like, there is a not slim chance I put the game down and I don't come back, because why would I? In four or five months, I found a new game. I found a new thing. My hobby group moved on to something else. Like, you're not giving me a reason to come back and to do the thing. And that's just so... I don't understand it. I I just, I I don't get it. I I really, truly don't.
0: Yeah. I do, I will say the one thing that I think very positively about Unlimited um, is that it does remedy a certain uh, experience that used to happen a lot. Um, back when I was playing in Mark II, and and something that I experienced playing other games as well, right? Um, that, you know, back in the, the ancient times when I played uh, Warhammer Fantasy and Warhammer 40,000. Um, Warhammer Fantasy, rest in peace. We miss you. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of the things that I would kind of encounter a lot was I would show up... Either, you know, I've, I've been on both sides of this, right? Where you show up to play and you're like, I have a bunch of models, right? I'm playing Warhammer Fantasy. I have my whole army that's like Eternal Guard and Dryads. They're like the models that I think are really cool and they're too expensive, not good, you know, not the most powerful juiced up thing, not the latest codex, whatever it is, right? And I run into a tryhard or somebody who's like practicing for tournaments and we play, and I'm, like, just looking to, like, put my toys that I like on the table and, like, roll some dice and have some fun, and I just get absolutely, like, walloped, right? And it's not, you know, like, it's not fun to play a game where you're just going to get completely crushed, right? And I think similarly, like, I've run into that as well, where, like, I've gone to events and, you know, you'll you know, you run into a player, and they have, like, their cool, you know, whatever, you know, convergence army, and they have all the, like, heavy infantry guys, and they painted them all up so they look super beautiful, and you, you know, they're like, oh, this is, like, my... You know, this is like the the first like big convention I've ever been to. This is like all these guys that I think look so cool, and you, you know, they're like, you know, maybe it's Mark II, and they're like, I'm playing this tier four like silly theme list for this caster. Kids ask your parents about old theme lists for casters. Um, oh God, Macanagan's right? And, you, and you just four, are like I'm just going to dunk on this army because it's like not good, right? Yep. And I've and and that also like. Like, yeah, like, it's an event, I'll take the W, but it doesn't, fe- you know, you're like, oh, it doesn't feel great to, like,
1: yeah, I kind wouldn't... of
0: play a game where you feel like your opponent has no chance. Um, I remember and I am you're... excited.
1: Sorry, I was going to say, I, uh, I am going down to an event in Pennsylvania, and this dude showed up with a, a Grail army, and it was super well-painted and based, and it was so thematic and cool, but it was a Grail army, Yeah. (laughs) And it did not go well for him. Like, he was a very, I wish I could remember his name. Dude was a very good sport about it. But, like, I felt like a terrible person because I'm like, I brought, like, Beth One and Krissa and I'm here to fuck some shit up. And here, like, here's this dude that just shows up and is like, oh, yeah, all of these are, like, converted and they're super cool looking. And the paint job was just phenomenal. And I was like, well, uh, how do I tone this down without making it seem like I'm holding a lot back or just, like, giving up the game? Fuck.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing that does excite me about Unlimited is the Unlimited and, like, Prime division, I think, like, it appeals to two different types of players, Um, and so I think you're, hopefully in the future, that division is going to help avoid the scenarios where possible, right? Yeah, I I think it's also going to really
1: help, I think it's really going to help avoid like the burnout too. So like when you're practicing for WTC or ATC or any big team event and you're playing your one or two lists or maybe even three because you're like, okay, I don't know which one of these I'm going to bring and I really want to try everything out, like, having the ability when somebody's just like, oh, I'm playing an unlimited game, to be like, screw it, I'm putting these down and I'm going to pull out just the stuff that looks cool in this moment to me is great, especially in, again, like a team practice environment where you're like, everybody has been playing the same two or three lists for three, four, five months. Having that ability to just be like, instead of doing your try-hard thing, here's the stuff that you're going to play. Here's the stuff that it's pick the stuff that looks cool like it doesn't have to be good and it's not meant to be good or not 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 that it's not meant to be but like it's not part of that format and like finding somebody to just be like hey let's have a screw around game is going to be it seems like it's going to be way easier
0: yeah i think there's definitely i i can tell you for sure like playing the exact same lists from like february or march to december or not december but to like november even that it was like i i needed i think part of why i also you know picked up grimkin was because after doing all the the prep for wtc i was like i really could like not play legion again for a while yeah right
1: this has to get set down i need to look at something else
0: yeah, even even if it's a thing you love, like too, there is you know the law of diminishing returns is real, right? Like too much, you know. The first, <laughs> I I just think of like you know like I love tacos, right? My first three tacos are great, but if you told me I had to eat nothing but tacos for like six months, I'd hate tacos by the end of the six months. Like doesn't matter how good they were either. Yeah.
1: I agree with that, unless they were all birria tacos. I'm sorry, I think I could eat birria for, like, six months. That shit's delicious.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, there's a, a vegan taco place here that makes phenomenal birria tacos. Oh, that shit's delicious. Um, yeah. Um, the other thing I think, if you do want a way to play Mark IV and actually really enjoy it, the way that I've been having the most fun with it is team events Um, and the reason for that is that factions now uh, or armies feel so specialized that it puts like more of an onus on the pairing process and so the like metagames become important, like the games still matter but it feels like the pairing process like kind of matters more and can really be pretty silly i'm just thinking you you mentioned like playing makeda before and i was just remembering i've been teaming up with uh one of uh eric one of the guys from uh one of the other wtc teams and he's just been playing makeda too and we've been like playing in online like team leagues and stuff and we just like keep him out of all the lists with savagery and he just like dunks on people because they just don't know how to deal with makeda too and he's like i did not think that this caster was good and For, for
1: sure uh, that's a good yeah. segue though. Speaking of team events, uh, are you going oh, to yeah. any, go, going to any events, uh, in the near future? Because I'm going to Bokur and I'm taking this one and it's going to be awesome. Fucking love Seth yeah. and Boker.
0: Yeah, I will also be at Boker this year. Um, I'm also going to be later in the month driving up to Chicago, uh, where I will be playing at Adepticon in the, uh, qualifier events and in the America's Team Championship.
1: You don't need to play in the ATC anymore. You can get into WTC by playing Boker.
0: Yeah, I they know. They got upgraded, bitches. I know. That's very exciting. Yeah. It's super um, nice.
1: Thank you. Novi. Yeah.
0: Honestly, the the most uh, the thing that I look forward to the most that at Boker is just the like debauchery and seeing everyone. So. I
1: look forward to Captain Sonar.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. Me too. Love Captain Sonar. Drunk love. Captain g- Sonar love. Merely getting kicked out of a hotel because we were playing Captain Sonar too loudly in the lobby.
1: As if there is a quiet way to play it. These people don't know what they're talking about.
0: Not. Not only almost getting kicked out, but uh, being threatened to be. Uh, I believe the word used was. Um, I believe the the word that the person wanted to use was disbanded, but the word that they said was dismantled.
1: You as a person are going to be dismantled for being too loud.
0: Yes, it was, if you do not quiet down, I will dismantle you. And I was like, whoa! That was awesome. It was like the best ultimatum I've ever been given. It was so good.
1: Amazing.
0: Um... Yeah, but yeah, looking forward to Boca as always. Just because of it's always a blast to see everybody, and you know, New Jersey is my my true homeland. So I always I, I
1: would like to... it a lot better if it was someplace that's not New Jersey. People from New Jersey have to explain why.
0: Hmm. No, I don't think we do, Ryan. I don't think we do. 100%. Although I w- I I was I don't know if I ever told you this. You know that I was born in upstate New York, right?
1: I didn't. This explains a lot, though. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like got a little, actually upstate? Little...
1: Wait, wait, wait. Like actually upstate or like New York City's version of upstate?
0: No, um, in uh, a little town that's like near Lake George.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, you're good there. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not not a Western New York boy, but we got yeah, up there. They're,
1: they're, there's nothing out here but snow and wings. You're not missing a lot besides the wings.
0: <laughs> oh, um, Yeah. So, do you uh, do you have anything you want to add?
1: Uh, nope, not really. Um, sure. As far as I guess we should just bring this up real quick because we've been going slightly over an hour and we should probably cut this soon. Uh, you know, we haven't heard from us in a bit, and we were talking about it. And it's kind of like, uh, what's what's next for Blightbringers? For those people who have been listening forever, uh, first of all, why? I have questions for you, and I have questions for your therapist. And I know you have one because you've been listening to us for a long time. There's no way you don't. It's just a thing. Also,
0: thank you. (laughs) Thank you for listening to us.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But also, I have questions. Uh, So I I think what we're going to end up doing is we're going to continue doing the show. Uh, For a while, we were trying to do it weekly. And that was back when Tyrone was here and doing things. Uh, And we haven't really done that in a while. I think the current plan is to try and do an episode a month. Uh, obviously, if big things happen, like that is subject to change. but we're gonna aim for one a month, I think. Uh, and I think because current factions are dead, uh, we're not you're not getting new models, you're not getting new rules. Uh, the focus on just legion is probably going to go away because it kind of has to. Uh, we're going to become a much more generalized to the game as a whole. Um, with Nate playing multiple factions and me picking up uh, undead elves. I think that's gonna be easier to talk about and have a greater perspective on things. Um, so yeah, if you have you know thoughts or questions or you know you want to send me money as a thank you for doing this for so long,, uh, my PayPal is open and you can leave a comment. That would be great.
0: Yeah, help, help a struggling Ryan afford some Dusk models.
1: Also cat food, because uh, cats are expensive. Yeah.
0: yeah, how how many do you have, Ryan?
1: I am unfortunately down to three.
0: Oh, that is a bummer.
1: Yep, we, we're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. Nova, seriously?
0: Um. Yeah, I, I would just say uh, I think the real <laughs> Legion of Everblight was the friends we made along the way.
1: Is, is that where we're okay sure well, that's what we'll go with that's fine <laughs> that's
0: a ridiculous statement but but honestly i think the things that uh keep me coming back to this game isn't uh you know it, the models and the rules and like that that sort of stuff is important but it's really it's about the relationships about the connections it's about the people and if this continues to be a way to you know have great experiences with great people then you know count me in
1: You know, there's a quote about that. Uh, It's something like, I serve at the pleasure of the people because if there's one thing the people can plan or count on me doing, it's pleasuring myself. And I think that's really what you're trying to say here.
0: Oh my God.
1: Ryan, who said that? That's not important. Uh, I don't honestly remember. I think it might have been like a Deadpool thing at one point, but like, it feels very appropriate.
0: It feels very like, um, what, what movie is it where, uh, it's like It feels like uh, like a quote from Idiocracy or something like that. Maybe? I'm going to look this up now because I'm actually curious. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you all for tuning in uh, to episode 108 of Blightbringers. Uh, we hope to talk to you again soon. Talk at you soon. And, and to see you at the Poker Brawl. Be there. Or be square
1: be there or be bokur. no one wants yeah. to be the bokur.
0: oh is Bokur gonna be there he is yes love that dude awesome the, the brawl was named after him didn't you know seth will tell you all yeah. about it I, I you sassed me about it because i think i i made a smart me remark like oh is there gonna be a real Bokur at the Bokur brawl and you're like yes nate there is <laughs> that's how we do things here yeah, and then, and then I met John and drank some whiskey with him, and he was the a, a absolute delight, and uh, he even randomly messaged me good luck, like, when I left for Belgium. Like, what an absolute sweetheart. Yeah, he's a nice dude. Yeah.
1: But anyway, thanks right. for listening. Yep. Bye, everybody. Bye.